Book Two, Chapter Eleven of Robert Falconer by George MacDonald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Robert Falconer by George MacDonald. Chapter Eleven Robert's Vow. Ericson was recovering slowly. He could sit up in bed the greater part of the day and talk about getting out of it. He was able to give Robert an occasional help with his Greek, and to listen with pleasure to his violin. The night-watching grew less needful, and Ericson would have dispensed with it willingly, but Robert would not yet consent. But Ericson had seasons of great depression, during which he could not bear with music or listen to the words of the New Testament. During one of these Robert had begun to read a chapter to him, in the faint hope that he might draw some comfort from it shut the book he said if it were the word of god to men it would have brought its own proof with it are ye sure it has not asked robert no answered ericson but why should a fellow that would give his life that's not much but it's all i've got to believe in god not be able only i confess that god in the new testament wouldn't satisfy me there's no help I must just die and go and see. She'll be left without anybody. What does it matter? She would not mind a word I said, and the God they talk about will just let her take her own way. He always does. He had closed his eyes and forgotten that Robert heard him. He opened them now and fixed them on him with an expression that seemed to ask, Have I been saying anything I ought not? Robert knelt by the bedside and said slowly, with strongly repressed emotion, mr ericson i swear by god if there be one that if ye die i'll take up what ye lee ahind ye if there be anybody ye want lookin after i'll look after her i'll do what i can for her to the best of my ability so help me god i savin what i mount do for my own father if he be in life to bring him back to the right way if there be a right way so ye can think about whether there's anything ye would like to confide to me a something grew in ericson's eyes as robert spoke before he had finished they beamed on the boy i think there must be a god somewhere after all he said half soliloquizing i should be sorry you hadn't a god robert why should i wish it for your sake how could i want one for myself if there never was one if a god had nothing to do with my making why should i feel that nobody but god can set things right ah uh, but he must be such a god as i could imagine altogether absolutely true and good if we came out of nothing we could not invent the idea of a god could we robert nothing would be our god if we come from god nothing is more natural nothing so natural as to want him and when we haven't got him to try to find him what if he should be in us after all and working in us this way just this very way of crying out after him mr ericson cried robert do not say any more at ye do not believe in god ye dove believe in him more i'm thinking nor anybody at i know except maybe my granny only hers is a some queer kind of a god to believe in i do not think i could ever manage to believe in him myself ericson sighed and was silent Robert remained kneeling by his bedside, happier, clearer-headed, and more hopeful than he had ever been. 
what if all was right at the heart of things right even as a man if he could understand would say was right right so that a man who understood in part could believe it to be ten times more right than he did understand vaguely dimly yet joyfully robert saw something like this in the possibility of things his heart was full and the tears filled his eyes ericson spoke again i have felt like that often for a few moments he said but always something would come and blow it away i remember one spring morning but if you will bring me that bundle of papers i will show you what if i can find it will let you understand robert rose went to the cupboard and brought the pile of loose leaves ericson turned them over and robert was glad to see now and then sorted them a little at length he drew out a sheet carelessly written carelessly corrected and hard to read it is not finished or likely to be he said as he put the paper in robert's hand won't you read it to me yourself mr ericson suggested robert i would sooner put it in the fire he answered it's fate anyhow i don't know why i haven't burnt them all long ago rubbish and diseased rubbish read it yourself or leave it eagerly robert took it and read the following was the best he could make of it oh that a wind would call from the depths of the leafless wood oh that a voice would fall on the ear of my solitude far away is the sea with its sound and its spirit tone over it white clouds flee but i am alone alone straight and steady and tall the trees stand on their feet Fast by the old stone wall, the moss grows green and sweet. But my heart is full of fears, for the sun shines far away, and they look in my face through tears, and the light of a dying day. My heart was glad last night, as I pressed it with my palm. Its throb was airy and light, as it sang some spirit psalm. But it died away in my breast, as I wandered forth to-day as a bird sat dead on its nest while others sang on the spray o weary heart of mine is there ever a truth for thee will ever a sun outshine but the sun that shines on me away away through the air the clouds and the leaves are blown and my heart hath need of prayer for it sitteth alone alone and robert looked with sad reverence at ericson nor ever thought that there was one who in the face of the fact and in recognition of it had dared say not a sparrow shall fall on the ground without your father the sparrow does fall but he who sees it is yet the father and we only know the fall and not the sparrow End. chapter eleven